Angela Birdsong here, welcoming you to Conversation Peace, where something new or unusual to talk about for stimulating conversation. Do you know how your son or daughter will get into college, remain in college, or be successful in college? Do they know the key players at the university or at their high school or middle school? Do they know how to fit into that school or college community? Do you know how to unleash the full academic, personal, and social potential of your students we birth or serve? Most of us may not. Today on Conversation Peace, you'll be introduced to the tools known as HOUSE, Holistic Unlimited Student Empowerment, founded, developed, tested, tried, and true by Manla Kaise. This is KPFK 90.7 FM, and this is Angela Birdsong with Conversation Peace. And we are welcoming Manla Kaise, who is an educator, community planner, and activist. And he's going to let us know how to strategize to get our children in college, keep them in college, have them be successful while in college. And he has these tools called House. Manla, welcome to Conversation Peace. Thank you, Angie. Uh, glad to be with you and looking forward to talking with you about uh, the work that we're doing with our students and how we're trying to change the game as far as how folks invo are involved in education. And how are you changing the game? Well, uh, first of all, let me let me go ahead and add that uh, I'm Mon Lakaise of New World Education, and New World Education is a consulting, education consulting agency uh, specializing in college access, uh, student retention and student leadership development. And uh, how we're attempting to change the game, to be honest with you, is by helping students become more student-driven, putting the tools and strategies in their hands that allow them to uh, at least pursue their full potential, if not reach their full potential. What are the, some of those tools that, that you're um, giving them? Well, as you shared, uh, the basic uh, method behind our tools and strategies we call the house method, which uh, stands for Holistic Unlimited Student Empowerment. And most of the tools that uh, we work with are a number of activities and forms that are used to help students uh, reveal their, their goals and their inner passions and then to get themselves organized around those, those goals and get organized around the interests that they all naturally have. And finally, to use education as a platform to realize those goals. A lot of times education is something that young people participate in uh, out of an obligation, either from their parents or just from the basic knowledge that they have that they need an education in order to achieve their goals in life. What we're trying to do is kind of flip that script and have, you know, enable students to look at education as a, to as a tool itself, as a platform and an environment that has lots of resources, has lots of uh, new relationships for them to engage in, and an opportunity for them to kind of grow in ways that they uh, naturally are able to realize their passions and realize their dreams. When do you approach the student? Is it kindergarten, 12th grade, college level? Yeah, that's a good question. I, well, because, Angie, our tools are uh, designed to produce uh, self-driven students, students who are, who are kind of aware of themselves and able to uh, take ownership of their education and really uh, 
advocate for themselves, whether it's to their parents, to their teachers, et cetera, because it requires that level of, of self-definition uh, and ownership. Uh, I, I think ideally the students who are able to embrace our tools are right around middle school age and up, so around 11 or 12, 6th grade and up uh, is when we try to engage our students. Um, but we also are now engaging parents a great deal. And what we're trying to achieve with our parents is we're trying to share with them how to uh, facilitate self-driven students themselves. So at home, how do you not only uh, discipline your child around education and support their education, but how do you nurture a kind of ownership of education? How do you work with your child as a parent in such a way where they are each year realizing more and more things about themselves, more about their own learning interests, more about the qualities and natural gifts that they have, and are learning uh, through the, the guidance of the parent, they're learning how to advocate for themselves in the schools and make sure that the school is working for them. So you have a parent who works all day, comes home, cooks dinner, helps with homework. How do they use your platform? How do they, you know, how are they introduced to this? Is this something easy for them to, to do, to, to, to add into their regular nighttime routine? Is this a weekend thing or is this a once a month thing? How, how does this work for, well, for a busy with, household? Right. Well, with all the, the uh, client populations that we work with, whether it's a group of high school students or college students or whether it's a group of K-12 parents, uh, the initial thing is to uh, establish a foundation, a different approach to education for the student and a different approach to supporting education for the parent. So initially it does require an investment of time for the parents. We do uh, six to eight session uh, parent academies. And in those parent academies, we're actually trying to change the way the parent engages their child uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. So even before you get to the point of helping with homework, uh, even during those moments when your child may actually not be enrolled in school, it may be the summertime, it may be during a break, how does a parent begin to work with their child to identify, first of all, their learning interests? What are the things that their child naturally uh, enjoys learning about? What are the natural passions and talents that your child has? And taking some time when school's not in session to raise those kinds of questions and then to talk with your child about what it takes for them to kind of build on those interests and uh, use school as a place to learn more about themselves as well as learn skills that allow them to function in the future. Uh, taking that time before school's in session to kind of lay that foundation so that working with your child during school is not only a lot easier, a lot easier, but you and your child are both on the same page. You're both recognizing what they're good at. You're recognizing where their weaknesses or challenges may be. You're recognizing what subjects they're interested in and those that they have less interest in. And, less interest in. and then you're uh, helping them to organize their time to be more successful in school primarily by uh, working on those, th you know, building on those strengths that they have, building on the things that they're most interested in, and then uh, working on those challenges simultaneously. So it's really doing more work on the front end, investing more time on the front end, so that when you're working with your child when school starts, it's a lot easier because you're both moving in the same direction.
And on the front end, this is connecting, of course, with the administrators and, and counselors at the school. So how, where does that part come in after the 6 well, to 8, or is actually, that during the 6 to 8 sessions? Yeah, it, well, actually, on the front end, it's not so much about connecting with them. On the front end, uh, with the house method, it's, it's a four-step process. And uh, step one is knowing yourself. Step two is knowing your school. Step three is uh, setting goals, and step four is learning how to act and reflect periodically, learning how to assess yourself. So uh, on the front end, it's really just sitting back, and we have three basic areas of the self that we have uh, students um, talk about or just reflect on. And if we're working with parents, we'll have them talk with their child about these three areas. And those three areas are their background. So what is, what is the background that the student comes from ethnically, culturally, economically, uh, ge- geographically in terms of the area or neighborhood they come from? So background, the second part, are personal characteristics, interests, skills, talents. What are the things that make that, that young person unique uh, compared to other individuals in terms of the things that they're interested in and the gifts that they have. And then lastly, goals. So we look at background, personal characteristics, and goals, and just try to get parents and students in a place where they're learning who that person is. See, the thing that we don't always recognize about young people is that they are becoming someone. So when mm-hmm. we think we know them, we find ourselves talking to someone totally different the next day or the next year or two years after that. So them knowing themselves is a continuing process, and so for a parent, knowing your child is also a continual process. So we try to set up uh, a, a conversation that's ongoing, but it has very specific components to it where you check in with your child and kind of get just get on the same page about who this young person is and what their interests are, as well as what their strengths and weaknesses are. So that's the first front-end part. The other part of the front-end is knowing school, but not knowing the specifics of the school in terms of who the teachers are. It's really just reminding yourself as a parent and, and checking in with your child about the structure of the school. So at every school, there are key people who are teachers. At every school, there are key people who are principals. At every school, there are actually key students or influential members of their student peer group. And those, those people don't change every year. They only change when you change schools. So if your child's at a typical elementary school environment, you can learn who those key people are the very first year, and then you're just kind of reminding yourself who they are and, and which ones you're going to be interacting with as you prepare for the coming school year. So you can, you can do this work before school even starts. Most of the information is on the web. Most of the information is, is known within that community of, of other folks who have gone to that school. And then the kids have a lot of the information themselves. Once a, a child has been at a school for one year, they have a pretty good understanding of who the people are at the school or they at least have peers who are. So that's what I mean by the front end. As you're preparing to start school, and we try to start our sessions with the parents uh, before the school year starts or at least as early in the school year as possible uh, because – this information, who the child is and uh, what's the school environment like, this has to be applied right away when they set goals and when they start to engage their classes uh, over the course of the year. Now, how do you um, get the school involved? So we got, you know, students are interested because they obviously want to go to college or or do some type of post-secondary educational um, institution visit or 
they um, have some type of career goals and the parents want to support the children going on. When do you bring in the, the, the school? How do, well, how do they participate in-house? Well, well the, way, the way schools participate in the house process is in their natural interaction with students and parents. See, see the school is in a position where students and parents are compelled to interact with the school. The school is going to set a class schedule for that student. Uh, the school is going to, the teachers are going to teach those subjects. They're going to give those students the grades, and then the school is going to make certain decisions about what uh, that child, you know, they're going to evaluate that child and and make decisions about how they're going to progress through that school, and they're going to make decisions that are going to be, that, that that student is going to have to carry with them for the rest of their lives, really. So our, our focus is really on the, the student and parent side of it. Right. How do you engage the school? Right. That's our primary objective. Now, the schools get involved with our work when they are seriously committed to improving the outcomes of their students and parents. We work with those schools that recognize if we have students who are more engaged and if we have parents who are more engaged, then our outcomes are going to grow. Right, yeah. And, and that's, our, yeah. Our, our role is producing uh, more engaged students and parents and, and equipping students and parents with the mindset and mm -hmm. the tools to be more engaged. A lot of students want to be more engaged. A lot of parents want to be more engaged, but they don't know how. They right. don't have the, uh, the, the strategies to engage effectively. And so that's what we share with them. And a lot of the, the schools that we do work with, Mm -hmm. uh, they the first thing that they notice about our about our parents and about our students is is the way they engage the 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 teachers comment about the fact that our students talk to them more often that our students are more proactive in having conversations with the teachers about their classes about their grade goals and the same with the parents they have a different level of effectiveness in how they how they interact with a teacher and how they interact with counselors because they know what they want, they know what they're looking for. And I think that's what's unique about it. And that just really leads to uh, what you're, you're focusing on is unleashing the student potential. So when you empower the parents, you empower the household, the parents, the, the sons and the daughters, and the school recognizes that then they only need to do their part, which is to support what's going on in the household. It really makes the school's job easier. Yeah, I think, I think it makes the parents' job easier and the school's job easier. The, the, the only challenge is uh, the willingness of parents and teachers and schools to embrace uh, their children, the students themselves, mm -hmm. as more active participants in the process. Right. So in other words, uh, not being wedded to this idea that the most successful student is the one who uh, is waiting to be told what to do and then carries out what they're told most consistently. The most successful student, I think, of this generation, and that's why we uh, that's why I use the phrase changing the game in education is because I think what we're recognizing is that the kids have changed. And the question is for parents, the question 
for, for teachers in schools is can we work with the kind of students that our society is producing today? And they change from who, what to what? Well, they've changed from students who are more dependent on what we, the information that we have for them in terms of what they're capable of doing to students who are much more independent and many times are capable of doing things that maybe we ourselves are incapable of doing. I mean, they've got tools, they've got cell phones, they've got computers, (laughs) and they have capabilities now that often exceed our ability to guide and teach them. That's true, and exposed to things that that well, they can, that they we're can unaware of. They can communicate with one one another twenty four seven. They can access information twenty four seven. They have capabilities that can only be realized with support. It can't. We can't necessarily uh, model those capabilities for them. The generation that we're working with now has an opportunity to do things that maybe we weren't able to do when we were their age because we just didn't have the technology. So with New World Education and the Holistic Unlimited Student Empowerment approach, what are your success stories? Well, we have uh, our our number one uh, foundation is from some work that you're familiar with, uh, that I was able to be a part of out at UCLA, where we were able to create a student-run uh, peer support program, uh, the first of its kind in the country. It's now been duplicated by uh, five of the other UCs. So you have these student-run peer support centers, all uh, built around the same uh, idea. Can we empower students and produce students who are more self-driven? And can we use peer support as a key element of our student success strategy. So that's our, uh, that's our roots. Uh, that's the um, model that we've been sharing with other campuses. Uh, from that point, we've been able to work with uh, several organizations that are uh, utilizing our strategies to build their uh, parent support group. We have an organization called Cadre that is organizing and growing its base of actively engaged parents in uh, southeast Los Angeles. Um, We've worked for a long time with a program called UCLA MedPEP that is uh, engaging students from 20 different community colleges uh, who are uh, minority students pursuing health careers. And we've been working with them for six years, and they are making great strides in terms of students transferring from the community colleges into the four-year schools, uh, particularly a lot of the UCs, and all of, these, all, of those, all of their students are students in the pre-health sciences, so they're dealing with some of the most challenging um, curriculum. And then we have uh, some individual students that uh, we uh, worked with when we were at UCLA who have used uh, our strategies to not only uh, become more self-driven and self-directed, academically within their educational careers, but also professionally in their professional work. Uh, I mentioned to you earlier today uh, some of our students, uh, one of our former students, Ava DuVernay, uh, recently uh, took Hollywood by storm. She's uh, the director of Selma, and she talks very, um, in a very straightforward manner 
about her undergraduate experience at UCLA and how she was challenged to engage the entire uh, campus in order to um, discover her passion and to uh, develop her interests, uh, both inside and outside of the classroom, and how that experience has informed her work as a director. Uh, Christine Simmons is the current uh, president and chief uh, operating officer for the L.A. Sparks organization. She, too, was not only um, a student who was exposed to these strategies as an undergrad, but she also worked for a time as a peer counselor and actually directed the program that I formerly ran when she uh, was uh, immediately after graduating from college herself. And she's kind of uh, applied these strategies of self-empowerment in her work as a professional. Uh, so we have uh, a lot of individual students, and one of the beauties of it is, is that it's, it's a very different way of approaching uh, your education. It's a very, very different way of approaching professional life, uh, setting your own goals, uh, establishing your own understanding of your own interests, and then just kind of taking ownership over the direction that you want to go and, and having the tools and strategies to engage not only your school environment but your professional environment in a way that helps you to kind of grow and develop uh, beyond what folks might um, predict or, or imagine uh, just uh, looking at what you have on paper. Uh, you know, a lot of these students are taking this uh, into their professional careers and, and continuing to use these same types of strategies to grow professionally. Right, because when we um, spoke earlier today, I told you I can use some of these tools and resources for for myself because you, you do need to know yourself, where you are, goals and planning, and then taking time to, you know, reflect um, and, and take action upon the, those other three things. And knowing who are the key players, especially, you know, with our economy right now, when you find yourself changing jobs and what have you, you need to know who the key players are at your new office, um, wherever, wherever you find yourself in. So are you thinking about um, expanding your, your um, client pool to maybe collegiate sports or to re- the retirement community? Well, we definitely are interested in expanding our audience in that way. Uh, the, the whole thing uh, at this point are, uh, has to do with platforms. What is the, the platform that we can use? Working with students, you have a very um, ready platform. You have programs, uh, uh, nonprofit organizations. You have programs at the schools. You have counselors at the schools. And all of these folks are looking at ways to improve the outcomes uh, that they're getting with their students. And uh, so our, our baseline outcome is the fact that we can, by, by empowering students in this way, you know, they're taking ownership of their education and they're being more successful. They're able to kind of direct their own success and define their own success and therefore to achieve success at a higher level. With professionals and some of uh, the other groups, uh, whether it be student athletes or uh, whatever have you, I think we're going to need to establish a platform such as uh, seminars where folks can engage our work individually. Right now all of the work that we do are through contracts either with Programs that are based at schools, uh, colleges, you know, we work with a number of upper bound programs. We work with some of the EOP uh, type programs at the college level, and we work with a number of nonprofit organizations that do after school work with schools. So those are, those are uh, you know, ready made platforms where folks are trying to figure out how can we increase the level of success with these students. So we definitely are looking at uh, other 
uh, ways to engage um, professionals and other groups that might be able to use our strategies. But, again, it has to do with the platform. But I, let me share this with you right quick. One of the things that makes us very confident that uh, these other populations will uh, be will find our uh, strategies very applicable to, to their uh, different for their d- different needs uh, is just an experience that we have every time we do a workshop. When we do workshops with uh, students and parents are there, or if we do a workshop with parents and we're talking with them about how to empower their kids, you know, we we almost immediately get the response from the parents: "Hey, I need these tools and strategies for myself." You know, this isn't just something for my child. I think I think I can use this to get more self-organized around my own goals. I think I can use these tools and strategies to kind of figure out how to advocate more effectively for myself, both uh, professionally or, you know, when we have parents who are in school. Uh, a lot of our uh, young professionals, when we, when we work with Upward Bound programs or programs that are focused on K-12 through kids, we often have young uh, staff members who are either – uh, still in college or they've just graduated college. And so they immediately see the work that we're doing with the younger students and they, you know, talk to us about how can I, I uh, use some of these programs for, for myself. Uh, I've done uh, one-on-one sessions with um, clients of mine, you know, uh, folks who run programs, and they'll have me come in and work with their students and they'll say, hey, I need some of this guidance and some of the, uh, you know, I'd like to, you to share some of these tools and strategies with me for my own uh, growth and development. So we're very confident that the tools and strategies are applicable for a number of different populations, but right now it just has to do with identifying platforms that allow us to work with those populations, uh, you know, other than the, the kind of uh, ready-made platforms that we have access to right now. Right, and and also it sounds to be um, very sustainable, too, because it sounds like um, you guys are, um, um, you can fill in the gap for that um, Stephen Covey, which is now Franklin Covey, where um, you developed the seven habits of of a highly effective person. The work of Stephen Covey and uh, others who have done a lot of work around personal and professional development, um, I think... Uh, interestingly, uh, with the house method, we actually uh, expose our students to those materials, and we actually encourage them to to incorporate those tools into their own set of strategies for empowering themselves. Yes, and that is the answer to to unleashing student potential, equity, and justice in education and community empowerment. To reach New World Education, you can go to newworlded.com. Marlon Kaisi, thank you so much for joining Conversation Piece here on KPFK 90.7 FM. Charlene Muhammad, my producer and board op for the show today. And, of course, our devoted KPFK listeners. Thank you. And until next time on Conversation Piece, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, Be courageous, be strong, let all that you do be done with love.